0: Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spiritual Alchemy with me, Erica, and to our relationship series, part three, continued. So how are you guys today? Can you believe we're already into September? Life is absolutely surreal right now. This has been the weirdest year. But I have to say, living in the bubble truly does afford us a lot of opportunities for creativity right so i let me say that i'm not minimizing any of the challenges or difficulties that we've all been going through but the flip side of that is we have been at home which you know it does afford us some creative opportunities and on that note last week we had cammy ellen the love coach, who was here to talk about self-love with us. And part of self-love is self-expression and being creative. So she mentioned one of the ways to do this is vision boarding, being a really fun way to help us define our dreams and be creative, which I've talked to you guys about before. And I was wondering if any of you guys made one. And if you have, please send me a pic. I would love to see your dreams and what inspires you. And we did this a bit ago, and some of you did send in some vision board pics. If you want to send them to me, I will repost. And uh, I did one. I'll share mine with you guys. So that I think could be really fun. And I also gave you guys some homework. And that was to do something you really, really love for yourself. So what did you do? You got to write in and share with me. And uh, and I'll share with you something that I did that I really love. Um, I love driving with my daughter. I've mentioned that in past episodes. So I took Indiana and my dog, Jack, to the beach. We went for a nice drive as the sun was going down. And we parked along PCH. And we took some photos for her photography class. And, you know, we just sat. And we saw dolphins, and we just drank in the luscious sea air. Ooh, and speaking of luscious, our luscious love coach, Cami Ellen, is back with us again today. To continue our self-love discussion and the impact it has on our relationships. So, hello, Cammy. Welcome back. Hello. Thank you so much for having me back. Thank you for coming back with us. We cannot leave our audience hanging. We still have so much to talk about. Um, <laughs> great. On that note, I think it'd be great to start today on the topic of self-expression. Oh, great. Um, so th- yeah, that was a part of your seven keys too. I think pretty early yes. on was the importance of that. So, um, before you get started, I don't know if our audience knows how multi-talented you are and talk about self-expressing. You're a singer and a songwriter. Um, talk a little bit about your history and ways of self-expression.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, I, I, um, I do have, as I mentioned on the last show, I'm, I'm now a marriage and family therapist, and I'm also a coach. And before I went down that path, I was um, a singer and a songwriter and a performer, and I released three albums with a band. I was the singer and songwriter, uh, co-writer with a band who was called Darling Violetta, and we released three albums, and we had songs placed on film and TV. Um, Anything we, we did, would know? Uh, we did uh, the theme song for a show called Angel, and it was yes. the spinoff series from another show called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So. Oh, you know
0: that little show, guys, Angel yes. and Buffy.
1: So we, That's yes, awesome. so We did that, and um, yeah, that was uh, – I'd say music is probably – um, my number one passion and, um, still is a passion of mine. And, um, and, you know, now I'm harnessing my creativity and using it in other ways too. But, uh, yeah, I mean, my creativity, my artistry, my songwriting was definitely, and still is, you know, an important part of my self-expression. So Mm -hmm. yeah. So talk about that.
0: Yeah. That's, that's amazing by the way. And, um, I'm glad to hear that you are still, because you're so talented. She really is. You guys should, you have to listen to her voice. It's amazing. And I know that you're doing other things now, you know, other passions and pursuing them. But I'm glad to hear that um, it's still a part of your life because you're very, very good at it. So, Oh, um, well,
1: thank you, Erica.
0: Yeah. But uh, why is self-expressing in terms of our relationships important?
1: Well, yeah, you know, last time we were talking about the importance of first attention on self and second attention on others and the importance of really connecting with your own inner experience and your own voice, your own feelings, your own needs. And also we talked about to the importance of savoring sensuality, really walking through the world as a sensual being. Mm-hmm. And I think that, Part of all of that is expressing yourself, you know, using all of that. Because when we create art, whatever we're creating, I mean you can use your creativity. When I say art, you can artistry can show up in so many different ways. You know, you, you can, can be, be a chef, poet. You could cook or yeah, you can be whatever a chef, you can be a poet, a singer-songwriter, you can um use creativity in, in a multitude of ways and being able to listen to your own inner voice, your inner knowing, and to be able to express in in only the way that's the beauty about creativity and art artistry is there's only one you, only right. one perspective that is yours, right. Only one voice that is yours. And one outpicturing of whatever it is that's creating that has not existed before on this earth until you yes. created it. Yes. I mean, how amazing is that? Hallelujah. Now, if the choir, we need to leave room for a choir here, a gospel
0: choir comes in. You are 100% right. We're, we're unique, we each have our own gifts, and nobody can sing like you or write like her. Or cook like him, or whatever it is. That's a hundred percent right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had a moment.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah. I. I think. Well, I think a lot of times, you know, our our not enoughness gets in the way, mm-hmm. and the inner critic. You know, like, oh, I'm not not enough. I'm not good enough to do that, or I'm not good enough to do this. Oh, and yeah.
0: I think we all can relate to that, right? And I was thinking, as I said, oh, a chef, and then we said singer, songwriter. Listeners, we all have inner whatever it is, poets, artists, cooks, chefs, singers. So when I when we say those things, not necessarily literally, what do you love to do? Whatever it is that you love to do, don't let fears of, like Cammy was saying, I'm not good enough, stop you from putting pen to paper or whatever that thing is.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And because then, you know, you're already starting to that inner critics already starting to take over before you've even allowed anything, you know, to come out and instead just to let yourself um, create and to let yourself play and, um, you know, when I first started, uh, I started, you know, I was interested in, in music and songwriting all the way back to, I remember being a kid, I was doing performances on my front patio with my little brother mm-hmm. and, you know, making little <laughs> shows. And then it was just a theme that carried out through my entire life. I always loved expressing and yep. it turned into music and expressing my voice and, and songs and starting to write lyrics and words. And um, I'm not going to say my first songs were, you know, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> but, you know, you grow and, and that's the beauty of, of doing something over and over. They say, what's that saying that that's, uh, takes 10,000 hours to become – a genius or 10,000 hours, you need know, to become an expert or a master at something. Right. Yeah. So over time, allowing yourself to just continue to do, to do, to do, to allow it to come out, even if you do it and, you know, maybe you go, okay, well, that wasn't the best thing I've ever done, but you know what? I did it and I completed it and now I'm going to yeah. do the next one. Just the allowing. I, I think that the more we we, when we talk about
0: coming together with another person, the more We show up fully, which is going back to your self love, seven keys and whole wellness. The more fully we show up as, as, as this one person entity, the more we have to bring to the table, you know? And that's where I think a lot of times we can, I, I, my friend had a nickname for me when I was younger, baby morpher. What, What? how was she going to morph into this boyfriend? Morph into oh, his interests, yeah. into his likes. What does he want to do? Again, where yes. are you? So yes. the more, you know, self-expression, the more fully you are you. You do you. You are expressing yourself,
1: the more fully, yes. you know, a
0: being you are, the more you have to offer
1: even That's right. and bring to the
0: table another. Yeah. So the more
1: magnetic, the more radiant. I mean, Mm-hmm. There's nothing that's more attractive than someone who's fully self expressed. You know?
0: And on that note, because you've mentioned it a few times, and now we must talk about sex. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> okay. Sexuality and sensuality. First yeah. of all, very different. Can you differentiate for us?
1: Yeah. um, Yeah, we talked about this a little bit last time. But when I say, savor your sensuality, honor your sexuality. um, So when they go hand in hand, so that you're walking through the world as a sensual being. So I told you that, you know, when I work a lot with my clients about vision and getting them to become their future self, to be a match for the things that they're wanting to create and to become the woman or the, the man that they want to be being in their lives. Right. A lot of it is really getting down into the senses to get connected beyond... We I also talked about from the neck up because we're so right. disconnected sometimes from ourselves. So being a sensual being is literally getting more connected with your senses walking around the world, um, with a heightened sense of yourself and what, what it is that you enjoy. A lot of Mm -hmm. times sensuality is like allowing yourself enjoyment, Mm -hmm. allowing yourself to like, what you had last time a question from a listener, like being able to give to others, but not being able to receive. And to me, that's like the, the enjoyment you know, allowing yourself to be able to receive. Kind of like savor the flavor. <laughs> 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 yeah. <exactly. laughs>
0: Enjoying the moments yeah, fully. You're talking about yes. textures and all the senses and sights and sounds and smells. So it's, you know, really being fully present.
1: Being fully present. It's, yeah. you know, there's this, there's this, um, Uh, mindfulness exercise to take a raisin Mm -hmm. and to put it into your mouth and to allow yourself to chew the raisin and to really, you know, taste the raisin Mm -hmm. and to feel the texture of the raisin. It sounds silly, but how many times do we just, do we like inhale food? And, you know, you chew oh. a couple times and you, it's like it's just you do not even enjoying the experience. 100%. And the idea is just like slow down and allow yourself to be in the enjoyment and to be present in the moment. And right. what I find a lot of times is the reason this carries over into sex is because if we're not being present in the moment – with heightened sense of our senses in everything that we're doing, if we're not allowing ourselves to experience and receive pleasure and joy just in our daily living, right? Then how do we think sexuality is going to be? If right. we're going, you know, if we're going into sexual experience um, with none of that turned on, the heightened sense, well, we're preconditioned, enjoyment. right? Right.
0: You're just, you get used to multitasking. Your mind is already on to the next thing.
1: You're in the past.
0: You're in the present. What just happened? What are we having for dinner? We're already on to the next thing. And I actually know the exercise you're talking about. We did it. I used to belong to a church, a non-denominational church called Unity. And one of the exercises we did was they had a a big old basket of grapes. And they they passed one grape. They did it. (laughs) So I, just, I was just thinking, oh gosh, <laughs> kind of like that. I know this sounds yeah. stupid, I remember this. But it, it, there is value to it, and it is. It comes down to being, I think, really present to and yeah, and paying present. attention to each experience. Yes,
1: yeah, um, and then and then when we go into the sexuality part, there's also so many messages that we get that are. You know, oh, in order to be a sexy, confident woman, you need to be this or you need to be that or you can't be this or you can only do this much or you can't, you know, and it's just like, ah. So by the time, yeah. you know, you're going into sexuality and sexual experiences, feeling like, you know, you can't do something, part of that is allowing yourself that expanded sense of sensuality and enjoyment and joy and then the permission to get right. beyond any of those inner blocks that would allow you to then enjoy a sexual experience and to allow yourself to receive, to allow yourself to have pleasure, to allow yourself to be so deeply connected to your own body and your own senses and your own inner experience mm-hmm.
0: that well, you had a little
1: f- fully enjoy the sexual experience, too.
0: Yeah. And I had a whole wellness full circle moment because as you were sitting there talking about it, about feeling sexy and owning, you know, your sexuality, and I'm rolling my eyes going, oh gosh, you know, all that, that insecurity we were talking about, I'm not good enough. I'm not, well, that's where all your seven keys and your whole wellness comes in because when you put the time into yourself you start to feel good about yourself. You start to feel self-confident. You start to feel worthy. And that's where self-expression comes in. The more fully we become ourselves, the more confident we feel. Hence, the more sexy we feel. And then we can allow ourselves that those sensual moments, right? So it does really all go hand in hand because if you don't feel it, if you're not feeling good about yourself... You don't really think about having sensual experiences either, right? Because that requires you to be fully present in your mind, in your soul, in your heart, all of it. And if you're not liking what you're feeling,
1: you may not want to tune in. Yeah. Well, and what you just said, you may not like what you're feeling. Well, that also goes into when you're honoring your sexuality, that means you are your authentic yes and your authentic no. So that means you have the Mm -hmm. right at any time to say, oh, you know what? This is what I want. This is what I want to experience. This is what I want to feel. This is what I want to try. Or Mm -hmm. by the opposite, you know, no, I really, I don't want that. That's Mm -hmm. not something that feels comfortable to me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what that is. It could, someone else could think that's, oh my God, that's so kinky. You're into that. Right. I mean, whatever it is, as long as you feel comfortable and you are keeping yourself safe and it feels healthy to you and you're okay with it, whatever that parameter. And you're communicating. And you're in a safe relationship where it's okay to do that. You know, a lot of times with sexuality, I think people feel afraid to speak that voice about what they want or don't want. And like I have to go along with this to please my partner or, well, I can't ask for this because I'm asking too much.
0: I think it's a very awkward subject, even uh, among married couples who have been together for 20 years. Yeah. It is not, we are very conditioned going back generations I don't think it's changed that much yes somewhat we're a we're a more liberal society where but when it really comes down to talking about sex mm-hmm. um it doesn't change a lot from generation to generation it's still kind of a taboo thing and the fact that it's true. you're saying give yourself and your partner permission to talk about how you feel and communicate what you want um yeah I I can see that so that's a tough one, I think, for a lot of people. On that note, because it also goes hand in hand, you talked about lightening up, being light, <laughs> you know, lightness and adventure. So yes, what if you're a person who is a little uptight, you know, is high strung, um, has control issues, <laughs> uh, right, control. I, I mean, how do you lighten no. up? Some people just don't even know how to lighten up.
1: Yeah. So, so the issue with control, when we're controlling something, most of the time we're doing that because to us, we feel like if we're controlling, then we have safety. If I can control this, if I can control that, then I know how it's going to go. I know how it's going to happen. Then now I'm safe. But there is a problem with that we cannot control everything. No. Um, I think at this point in Darn time, <laughs> I think at this point in time, it's pretty clear that yeah. things are <laughs> out of our control. We cannot, yeah. you know, the way that sometimes things are going to go a certain way. We don't have control of it. It's, be, it's right. to be able to create that sense of a foundation of safety knowing that, you know what, I can't control everything. It's not always going to go the way I want it to go. It's not always going to meet my expectations and that's okay. So how can I be a person that is going to have the tools to stay grounded, to stay centered, to be able to, we said this the last time, to be able to respond versus react yes. to something that's going on. And and with the control, it's like, it's very tight, Right, it's and rigid. It's, it's rigid. And when we're inside of responding versus reacting and being able to go, okay, you know what? I would like something to go a certain way, but I'm open that it may not unfold exactly as I'm picturing. And what that does is all of a sudden from having this narrow tunnel vision of how something yeah. could go, now all of a sudden you've opened it up, mm-hmm. it might happen this other random way that you never even envisioned. Right. It's outside of your... Even yeah. better even better but something you said
0: earlier too again just going back to the keys spirituality because what is behind control fear yeah we're afraid we're afraid when you say oh but just let go so that that trust or faith that knowing that gnosis that knowing that it's gonna be all right yes. just. Let go. False expectations appearing real, that fear, right? So if you can let go and trust, then you're right. Nine out of 10 times, the thing we were wanting to control or afraid of never even happens. And right. also, sometimes, I would also say nine out of 10 times, it comes out so much better than we could ever imagine yes. or have you know thought possible. So that is a yes. big one. So how do we, in, in our relationships though, how do we, how do we enhance our relationships with lightness and adventure? I mean, what are some of the ways that we can help our relationships with, with that?
1: So this first thing that, you know, we were talking about with this sense of, um, shifting your perspective to come out of that controlling into more of, um, receptivity, um, extending your energy and also being receptive and knowing that, okay, I, things are going to go a certain way and I'll be able to, you know, handle it. Um, and in that lightness inside relationship, it's not allowing those triggers, you know, cause we all get triggered uh-huh. and especially in relationship because yeah. talk about expectations, someone mm-hmm doing something or not doing something a certain way that we think they should. And that saying, focus on the small stuff. Right. It's really good advice. And in yeah. relationship to focus on the things that really matter. And you said before you're where you focus and your attention, where your attention goes, that's what's going to grow. Right. So if you're inside of what you're wanting to create with back to that vision of what you're wanting to create and staying in alignment with the person you would need to be being to make that vision happen in your partnership. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to be that you're going to have more lightness, more play, more, uh, choosing to not have something be the end of the world, choosing to not have that trigger create so much anger that you storm out of the room or, that you, you know, have an argument or that you say something that you didn't mean. Choosing let to be someone conscious.
0: push the buttons. Yeah. Yeah,
1: choosing to just, you know, you know what? This is making me really triggered. Going back to that inner experience with yourself. Asking yourself, well, why did I get so triggered by that thing? If you could right. name it for yourself. Oh, I got triggered because that feeling of not being important came up. Or that feeling uh-huh. of not being loved came up. Or whatever that it, it is. So and being getting- able
0: to identify the feeling, which is what you were saying, not living at just at the neck and the head, but getting in touch with your own feelings and being able to identify them and then communicate them. Right.
1: Before you let that old wound kind of trigger you to be reactive. Right. So if you can do that and you practice that, then you can tell your partner what you were thinking and feeling versus Mm -hmm. acting it out. And creating a sense, so the sense of lightness. Okay, I'll give you an example. So I had um, uh, a client, and um, she and her partner are trying to minimize having arguments and mm-hmm. um, tension, and she's trying to do- release control and to be a little more light in her relationship. Okay. So she comes home; she's already in a mood, and <laughs> Something happens with her partner. Now she's even in more of a mood, but instead of going to the old habits, she decided, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna bring in some lightness, some lightness and play." So the partner says, "Oh, I'm sorry, you're you're you had a bad day. Is there anything I can do?" And she says, "Yeah, can you just dance in the kitchen for a second? (laughs) Can you just do a dance for me in the kitchen?" (laughs) And he goes. Okay, and he just kind of like does a little <laughs> dance and then they start <laughs> laughing hysterically and that was the end of it. That was it. Versus that's great. Oh, now the whole night's ruined.
0: We're having right. a big fight, you know. Let's keep so, focusing on this and let me pick yeah, a fight with, with you. On
1: it it, it right. goes into tomorrow. Um, and, and bringing that into everything. And Well, that
0: leads me to adventure. Yes. Right? It's creating adventure. She did. She kind of created a little... Lightness, but also it's it's a mindset, isn't it? It's a mindset. That's what it is. It's not again when we think about how do we create this? Where do I go outside of my relationship to create this lightness or this adventure? It's not. It's a mindset. It comes from within you.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Well, I think that um, you know, thinking outside of um, you know the day to day. And allowing yourself to come up with things that are outside the box, which could be, and I talk about it in my, um, uh, in my you know, the seven keys, the PDF, just about examples. Starting to, we always have these, you know, we think in our, oh, in my dream life, I would be doing this. In my dream life, I would be doing that. And I think nowadays a lot of people are doing that even more so with everything going yeah. on. And and I think we can always bring our dream lives, the things that we want into our experience. Oh, yeah. Going back to the vision board, what is it yes. that you want to be experiencing in your life? What are the things that you have? Um, right. This is the
0: dream life. Get yeah, dreaming. And,
1: yeah, dream it and do it and live it now. But start yep. to get, get outside busy. of those little boxes that we keep ourselves inside of. It can be something Mm-hmm. As silly as, you know, maybe there's like a place that you, we're not driving as much nowadays, but you know, when we go somewhere and you right. take the same route every day, Right. it could be as simple as, you know what, I'm going to take this other route just to Absolutely. mix it up. I'm going to yep. do something different. I'm going to stop at a different coffee shop than I normally do. Right. I'm going to... um you know what? I want to go on this trip. Maybe I can't go there right now, but I'm going to save for it for next year, and I'm going to start yeah. putting a little bit away, you know, to go towards that trip. I'm going and to do something. And you can vision
0: board about it too, right? You can, you can start board.
1: scripting it and and looking at pictures of
0: it, and yeah, you're. Yeah. It's like you're putting on a different pair of colored lenses is how do I see this experience differently? And it may be the same experience, like you said, driving to work that you've done a hundred times, but today I'm going to go right instead of left. Right. Yeah. It can be as
1: simple as that, or it can be literally giving yourself, you know, I, I had a group of girlfriends and we called ourselves the adventure club, and we Mm -hmm. started doing a lot of different experiences. We would each choose things to do and so, like, for example, we would go, okay, now we're going to go surfing. We're going to go take surf lessons, go surfing. Now we're going to go, um, we're going to learn how to be on a trapeze. So we went and had trapeze <laughs> lessons. We're going to go to <laughs> a dining fine. experience. Like, whatever it is, um, right. you want to learn to sing. You want to learn to give speeches. You want to learn a language. You want to go uh, anything. Go sing karaoke. I don't care. Let so maybe you experience.
0: just gave me an idea with your group of girlfriends, perhaps if you're with your romantic partner, you could take turns coming up with ideas of things to do within your relationship to bring some adventure into it.
1: Well, I think that's super important. And, um, there is uh, Dr. John Gottman, the Gottmans, which they talk a lot about, um, taking these into a relationship and calling them rituals of connection. Mm-hmm. So you can come up with these ideas and take turns with each other deciding what that's going to be mm-hmm. and doing things differently. So we all love Netflix, Netflix and chill, which is great. Right. But sometimes you want to mix it up a little bit and come up with some different ideas of something that you wouldn't normally do. Yeah. Think outside the and box. And I like
0: the sharing too, because, right, I, I, we fall into these habits, you know, well, he always decides what we do on Friday night or we always do what she wants to do. So mm-hmm. I think that is very important and you can learn an awful lot about your partner. Um, let me ask you a question, right? So you've been a therapist for a while. You've been working with couples. You certainly have your own experiences. If I had to ask you what you think the biggest strife causing factor is in a relationship, the biggest. In relationship? Yeah, the most problematic thing. And you could only choose one. What do you think that would be?
1: What I think it is, is, um, so it would be under the heading of communication.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And what I think that that is, is it's a lack of understanding. And what I mean by that is I think one of our deepest needs as humans is that we need to feel understood.
0: Yeah.
1: And when we don't feel understood by our partner, that can feel really awful. But the yeah. problem is, is that a lot of us lack the communication skills to one, to be able to even know what we're feeling, to express it in a way right. that will be understood. And then Two, we don't know on the receiving end how to receive what's being shared with us and then reflect it back in a way that the other person feels understood. So I think that this causes so many problems in relationships. So it's really super important to be able to know what you are thinking, feeling, um, naming those core wounds for yourself first, being able to share your your what you're thinking and feeling in a way that your partner hears you. Yes. And then as the partner, being able to reflect it back so your partner feels really heard instead of a lot of times, I think in, in communication, some of us are just kind of waiting until it's our turn so we can say whatever right. the next thing is instead right. of already being super always present, listening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like really listening. And when I work with couples and teach them how to communicate in this way, a lot of times I hear them say, I say, so how was that for you? We'll go through this whole process of listening Mm -hmm. to understand and speaking your, your needs, your feelings and, and reflecting back what the other person said. And a lot of times they'll say to me, wow, we, this is the first time we've ever communicated like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that it can be so
0: transformative. Sure. Well, you said something right now that I just thought about as a mom with, with Indiana. Uh, my daughter is that how to receive something and then how to reflect it back, mm-hmm. that in and of itself can be so hard because what I dance with is hearing something. I always need her to feel safe to come to me. That relationship, keeping that open, and she's a teenager, is yes. so important. For her safety, yes. for is her it, protection, for our bonds. Yeah, this can be in all your
1: relationship.
0: Yeah, so when she says something to me that I might not like, in fact, I might hate, <laughs> I need to be able to take this information and not react in such a way that it's gonna push her away and never wanna tell me anything again. However, yeah. I'm human. And I've yes. just heard something that might've even shocked me. And yes. I now have to take it in, process it, let yes. her know I'm here for her and I understand. Yes. However, yes. <laughs> I'm still your mother. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's But it, but yes, it does go with all the relationships. You're still a human and you still have knee jerks and you still have feelings and all these things. And so when you take something in that you may not like, yes. being able to process it, and reflect it back in a way that is safe for the other person. That's tricky.
1: Well, a part of the the creating a feeling of understanding and being understood that I think some people don't realize, it doesn't mean that you always are going to agree with what the mm-hmm. other person is feeling or thinking or sharing. Right. You don't right. in fact, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. All it is is that you let them know I have heard what you're saying and I understand. That's it. Yes. They're- two Ding. people. Yeah, two people are totally allowed to have their own perspectives and the way they feel. But miracles can happen when they understand each other's point of view. It's people a lot of times I think think about winning. I need to w- you hear that expression. I need to win right. that argument or I won that argument. Being no, right. It's, yeah. It's not about that. It's just I got I've you. Heard I heard what you, you said, I and I understand. And now wow. let's come to a solution. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so
0: good, Cami. Okay, now let's get personal. So, okay, can you describe the best date you've ever actually had? Oh, the best date I've ever
1: had. Uh huh. Um, gosh. Well, (laughs) the first thing that comes to mind is kind of part of it's kind of funny. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So, uh, so I have this date and, um, uh, it's a first date and I'm with this guy and, and he says that we're going to this, uh, phenomenal restaurant. And so we laughing. get in his car and we're going to this place and uh, we start driving and then we're driving and then we end up going up. And it seems like all of a sudden we're going away from the real populated areas and kind of okay, starting I- to go up into like the the y kind of, you okay, know, A daylight and-
0: episode is flashing before day- me, Cammie. <laughs>
1: <A day-line laughs> okay, episode. Yeah. And so in the car and and I'm going, oh my god. Should I have my hand on the, you know, on the, oh, oh. the handle here? What is yes. going on? So we're like driving up in the hills and I'm thinking, okay, where is this restaurant? So we drive up and then all of a sudden we drive back and then I'm thinking, okay, great. Now he's lost. What is going on here? <laughs> well, what turned out is that he had planned to create this dinner on this mountain side, like this beautiful Uh spot with a view. And he had a friend there who had all the food. He had this whole sushi meal, this whole Japanese meal. And he had driven it up there and he was going to serve it all dressed up. And he also was playing music (laughs) as we ate. But as we drove up, the guy wasn't ready. He was still setting up. Uh-oh. So he had to drive back down, drive <laughs> back up. And so, we <laughs> <laughs> so
0: meanwhile, we you're there. like calling 911.
1: <laughs> yeah the meanwhile I'm thinking, holy moly, what is going on here? So uh, I'd have to say that is probably the most creative date I've ever had. and sadly it didn't result in a second date. We ended up we weren't a match, but I have to say that was probably <laughs> the most creative date I've ever had. How about your worst date? my worst date um, gosh you know I, I think that probably the kind of the date I remember um, where things weren't really planned at all and mm-hmm. it just sort of everything one thing after another wasn't really going well you know, oh, wait, the restaurant's closed. Okay, we're going to go over here. Maybe we'll, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we'll rent bikes. Oh, we can't do that. It was kind of one thing after another and okay. that wasn't going well. And I'm very flexible and kind of like go with the flow. Yeah. Um, But I think there's probably something to be said for, um, you know, coming up with ideas and trying to come up with a plan B. And I think the whole date yeah. just kind of fizzled after that. It was very strange. Okay. So
0: it's energy, I guess, probably, attitude. So lastly, in a nutshell, luscious love. I know. Describe a luscious love date.
1: A luscious love date. hmm <sighs> Well, if we're talking about luscious, then – You know, we're talking about um, what we've been talking about, which is walking through life really with that expanded sense of um, tapping into the feminine Mm -hmm. and living from being that sensual being. And I would say showing up in alignment with your vision, being open, being receptive And being willing, you know, when you're having a date, you're just meeting another human being and being able to be fully present for another human being and being willing to allow, you know, whatever happens to be able to have the opportunity to get to know another person, even if it Mm -hmm. doesn't result in a second date. Like that funny date that I had. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was, we had a great time. We were laughing and um but being able to just be yourself and to yeah. enjoy whatever happens yeah um, to be open to the moment and to stay present with yourself with your feelings
0: mm-hmm.
1: with what's happening in the moment and hopefully from there you know it can lead to a second date and to more and getting to know someone on a deeper level and if we're talking about you know, but the the actual content of the date and what you're doing, um, that could be so many things. You know, yeah. um, I think it's you know we kind of have the cliche of going to dinner, which is great. You, you know, having a meal and talking with someone, but there's so many things we can do. And nowadays, with a lot of things being a little different with the way things are open and closed right a lot of people now are are going on you know going on hikes or walking together and talking um yeah going on a picnic in the park um there's so many creative things that you can do to create a sense of connection while you're getting to know another human being
0: Showing up, you know, you just said so many things about all the whole wellness, you know, showing up, being confident, enjoying the moment, savor the flavor. (laughs)
1: Savor the flavor, yeah. Savor
0: the flavor. This has been so much fun. And I tell you, I've gained a lot of insight um, from a lot of the things that you've said. And they've been very eye-opening, Um that is one area for me where I definitely need to do some soul searching. Relationships, but uh, this has just been so incredible. I um, I do want to share one thing with the listeners that they might not know. Sure. And that you guys, that Cami and I are cousins. Actually, <laughs> That's right. we grew up together, and we did a lot of self-expressing together. Uh, we wrote. <laughs> songs together. You went low. Here, let me tell you how it really went down. Cammie wrote songs <laughs> and was the performer and I always <laughs> wanted to be a part of it but I was a lot more shy than Cammie so sometimes our dads because our dads are brothers would like play guitar and Cammie and I would go out to perform and I usually feel like I would end up running out of the room in tears because you were a better singer than me. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I do you think- remember... Do you I remember the song, I Oh Sweet Love?
1: I sure do.
0: Ready? I really
1: do. Come on. I remember, oh, sweet love. Sweet love. I sit I in a chair, chair without, without any,
0: any air, air to, to breathe. breathe.
1: <laughs> that was the peak. But I
0: just can't come out and say I love you because I don't think you know that I do. <laughs> Don't you remember? If I only remember you know. the whole thing. <laughs> Our brothers used to make so much fun of us, you guys. I sit in a chair without <laughs> any air to breathe. Oh, my God. Hey, Cammy, like I said
1: earlier, you have to start somewhere. You have you to do. start somewhere.
0: You have to start somewhere. And you also took me shopping for my first bra.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> Such a milestone. <laughs> right? And I feel like
0: it was at the Sherman Oaks Galleria. I No, oh God, it wasn't. So it was that outdoor mall in Riverside. And then also, and this is really bad, you guys. I'm blaming on Cammy, And we got caught. You gave me my first cigarette.
1: Oh, God. I... I, I... <laughs> Bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Cammy's
0: the. She was my. She was the one I looked up to. And your dad busted us. And I remember saying, "Uncle Bob, please don't tell my dad." Don't tell. I that. remember were we, I-
1: Where were we smoking in the garage or something?
0: Probably like in your dad's backyard. Like brilliant. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! But listen, and now we digress. Yes. So Cammy, we um, talked about a lot of the fun things you're doing on your website, but what else is going on with you?
1: Yeah. So if anybody wants to go to my website, as you said, it's CammieEllenCoaching.com and they can get that seven keys to living your most luscious life. It's right at the top of the page, but if they scroll down, they'll see Coffee with Cami. It's a free monthly women's love and dating coaching circle so women anywhere in the world can join and meet with me once a month as a group and we talk all about dating relationships love fun. a lot of the things that we've been talking about so they can sign up right on my page and learn more about that and anyone awesome. who signs up on my site for my uh, seven keys book will stay in touch with me and i'll let them know about everything coming up in the future perfect oh that sounds fun fantastic
0: fantastic all right, you guys. So thank you, Cammie.
1: And I will uh, talk to you later. Thank you so much, Erica. Bye, everybody. Bye.
0: Oh, Okay. That was so awesome, you guys. I got to tell you, I really enjoyed getting such a confident woman's perspective on love. I found it so empowering. How about you? Okay, now I want us to take a moment. Let's get quiet. Let's get still. Let's take a deep cleansing breath in. Breathing in all that is good and fresh and new and let's slowly exhale out all that no longer serves you. I'd like to reflect for a moment now on self-love. Loving ourselves means treating ourselves as we would an honored and revered loved one. Self-love and self-care our selfless act, because the better we love ourselves, the better we are able to love the people in our lives. So let's just take that in for a moment. And now saying to yourself, either in your head or out loud, I am worthy of love. Serving of peace, love, and joy. I am beautiful just as I am right now. I am powerful. And now, let's take a deep, cleansing breath in. Good energy and slowly exhaling all that no longer serves you. She remembered who she was, and the game changed. Layla Delia. And that quote sits at my desk. I love that quote. Well. I am so grateful to be able to share this space with you guys. I am doing this podcast right along with you. And I've learned so much today and last week from Cammie Ellen. I love the seven keys of living your most luscious life. I love owning our own power. It's so good. I hope you guys got a lot out of it too. And remember, you can always go to CammieEllenCoaching.com to download the seven keys, and to find out all the good things that Cami offers. So go ahead and check that out. And I'm really excited to tell you guys about our next guest in the relationship series, who's going to be coming on to share her incredible story with us. She is J. Patricia Gelino, author of Finding Happiness, A Path to Self-Acceptance. She's going to share her challenges of growing up with a very unsupportive, unloving, and belittling mother, and how this has affected her life then and today. So on that note, if you guys have any questions or thoughts that you'd like to share with me, please reach out to me, erica at realericaleniakblog.com, or you can DM me at officialericaleniak on Instagram. You can tweet me at ericaleniak on Twitter. And I'm really looking forward to hearing from you guys. And now I have to give a very, very special thank you to my wonderful team at A Really Good Home podcast. Thank you, Katie Politanoff, our wonderful producer. Ben Wilkins, my studio producer. Our wonderful recording engineer, Yale Kaczynski. The fabulous sound editing and music is by Hader Mir. Our beautiful publicist, Tamron Tobian. And last, Andy's always last, but he is never least, our senior producer, Andy Fraser. All right, you guys. And a special thank you to you. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. And remember, you are powerful. I will see you next time. Bye.